Life can be hard, and sometimes you just need an internet bestie to help you out. That's where I come in. Welcome to the Dear Imani Podcast, an advice-based show that reminds you to put yourself first and live in your purpose. And don't worry, I'll always give you the real tea. Need advice or have a story? Send me a message on our Instagram at Dear Imani Podcast or DearImani.com. Tune in every Friday for a new episode. See you there. Sincerely, Imani. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Dear Imani. I'm your host, Imani, obviously, and happy Thanksgiving. What did Megan the Sergeant say? Gobble me, swallow me. It's about that time to gobble up some turkey, gobble up some food. It is the best time of the year. It's the holidays. And what's so cool about Thanksgiving is, honestly, the family dynamic. Everyone gets together. You eat good food. We didn't really get to talk about the history of it because... You, you know, it's giving problematic, but we're here for the good vibes. We're here for getting back together with the cousins and the mac and cheese, baby. So happy Thanksgiving, whatever that looks like for you today. This holiday looks completely different for everyone. You have the people that moved away from home and they're not with their families. You have the people that don't celebrate Thanksgiving, but they're seeing it all over their timeline. You have the people that go home every go home every single thanksgiving or their families come to them whatever it is some people are spending it with their family or their friends or their chosen family whatever it looks like i hope you're enjoying your day off of work off of school your 4 day weekend your week off of whatever i just hope you're having a, a good old time and happy thanksgiving you know i love a good festive episode so every holiday i'm going to be giving you a dirty money special for that particular holiday. So today, you guessed it, it's giving thanks. That's what this episode is called because it's all about Thanksgiving. We're going to be talking about foods and family drama and things not to say at the dinner table, all the Thanksgiving things, okay? But before we get into today's episode, I want to go over some updates always. So I went to One, I had several Thanksgivings and I made a vlog about it. So I'm currently vlogging. So make sure you check that out and then check out any other videos that I posted because your girl is in her YouTube era, like I said before. So anything that I probably talk about in these updates is going to be in a vlog. Number two, I went to a Taylor Swift night and it was so much fun. Like I like Taylor Swift. I really do, but I'm not a Swifty. Like I'm definitely a part of the beehive. Um... I don't, okay, also something's kind of going on with my microphone, but I'm just going to keep talking because I do not have the time to just keep trying to figure it out. Anyway, yeah, so I wouldn't say I was a Swifty, but I do like Taylor Swift and I know she has a lot of bops. I mean, she's one of the only girly selling out stadiums like our queen, Miss Beyonce, right? So we went to Taylor Swift night at House of Blues with all my besties and a lot of them love Taylor Swift and it was so much fun. Like, of course, we were litty per usual, but... We just had a good old time. So I advise you to go to a like a a cele- or go to a themed night at a at a club, a bar, whatever. If it's like Ariana Grande night, Beyonce night, Doja Cat night, Taylor Swift night, whoever your favorite artist is, they be having parties dedicated to that artist and they just play their music the whole entire time. And it is so much fun because you're only surrounded by fans, you're surrounded by people that know all the words and just artists of music that you really like. So I highly advise you to do that because that was so much fun. I didn't vlog that because it was just wild. But if you look at my Instagram story, well, it's probably gone. Just believe me, it was fun. (laughs) All right. 
Next thing, I'm thinking about doing Vlogmas. So Vlogmas is basically what YouTubers do and they post literally from December 1st to the December 25th, 25 days every single day of vlog. So they do like decorate with me, make hot chocolate with me, come get your my nails done with me, Christmas theme, like whatever it is, they figure out a way to make a YouTube video for every single day from till Christmas. Which it to me is insane. Like I feel like that is so much freaking work. Like even the vlogs I've been doing, it takes a lot of effort, honestly. It really, really does. And that's a whole different level because it's every freaking day. But I kind of want to challenge myself to do it because my friend Chacha was talking about it and saying that I should do it. But I think I'm going to do 12 days of Vlogmas. So whatever 12 days before the 25th is, can't do the math right now, I'm going to start my Vlogmas then. So... I'm going I'm to try to do it. I'm new to the vlogging. I'm new to the consistency in the, my YouTube era. So might as well challenge myself. I've been trying to, you know, get some ideas. And of course, you can like pre-record it. It doesn't, you know, like I'm going to try to make it easier for myself so I don't feel stressed out. But I'm going to try to do 12 days of Vlogmas. We will see. We'll see. Maybe I'll come back on the podcast and be like, psych. But that's my goal. I'm going to try to do it. So if I do do Vlogmas, you guys better watch those videos because I'm about to be putting in that work, okay? And lastly, I wanted to say it means so much when you guys come up to me and tell me that you listen and watch my podcast because what I was telling a few people that have told me that recently is that all I see is a number. So when I look at the analytics of Spotify and iTunes and my YouTube, I just see numbers. So I don't know who is watching it or listening to it. So when you actually tell me like, oh, when you said this on your podcast or, oh my God, I love this part or whatever, or like, I really felt this, I really needed this episode. I'm like, oh my God, thank you so much because I don't know who's listening because it's just a number. So it's nice to put a face to the number. So thank you. Thank you so much for supporting and listening and watching. All right, so let's get into this episode, Thanksgiving. So I'm going to start with me, obviously. <laughs> so for Thanksgiving, it was usually at our house, I'm pretty sure. Um, I feel like we hosted Thanksgiving and then my aunt hosted Christmas or like Christmas Eve. And uh, I loved Thanksgiving growing up just because the food, obviously, the food and just the vibes. I am obsessed with this time of year and the warmth. Like, doesn't everything just feel warm? Like, it just feels cozy. You got decorations. The kitchen is hot because something's in the oven, something's on the stove. Like, it's just, mm. and like the night before you're kind of prepping for it. I feel like we ate late. I don't think we were one of those early families that started off like at two. I feel like we ate late because it's a lot of preparation that goes into it. But one of my favorite things is my dad makes like the best sweet potato pies ever. One of my favorite things is my dad makes the best sweet potato pies ever. Like if you haven't had a sweet potato pie, I advise you to try it. Please try it because they're so good. I think it's like 10 times better than pumpkin pie. But pumpkin pie is like the universal one, obviously, because it's pumpkin. But sweet potato pie is for like Southern people or black people. Like, we really know about sweet potato pie and kind of raised on that. So I didn't even have pumpkin pie until I got older because all I knew was sweet potato pie. And it just hits different. It's sweeter. It just tastes better, in my opinion. But I think my dad makes the best one. If you've never had it before, what I eat now, now since I'm, like, not at home, is Patty LaBelle's sweet potato pie. It could be at other stores, too, but I always see it at Walmart. And her pie is honestly really good, especially for it to be mass-produced like that. 
it's kind of like, you know how you can go buy the Red Lobster biscuits at the store, but they just don't taste the same because they're mass produced because they taste good even though they're making a ton at once. So if you've never had it before, go to your nearest Walmart and grab a sweet potato pie. If you're around me at a Friendsgiving, I'm usually always going to come through with that pie because it's delicious. But anyway, my dad makes the best one. I know he made a lot this year to hand out to people. So he's like the sweet potato king. I also used to love being with my cousins. That was like the best part, I feel like, because cousins are your first besties, you know, like that's, those are like the OGs, you know, the OG friends. So that was always fun. And now that I live away, I do miss that dynamic of like the holidays or what that, you know, what that feels like. Like when you're a kid, holidays are so magical because your parents make it magical basically. But then as you get older, it's a little bit different. And not like I still think it's magical. Like I love Thanksgiving. I love Christmas, especially Christmas. Thanksgiving's cool. Like, but Christmas is really my thing. Um, decorating and all of that. And I still feel the magic, even if I'm not with my parents. But I do miss that dynamic of like coming downstairs and the food is cooking and all and you know, all of those fun vibes when you're younger. So I'm sure we'll get together and do that again. And make it a mission to be together for the holidays specifically. But it's just different. And I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. Especially as you move out the house or you move out of state. Or whatever it is. I know some people aren't even close with their family anymore. So that is a whole different thing, you know. So like I said earlier, everyone's Thanksgiving looks different. And that's okay. It can take time to get used to it. But, you know, you can still make it magical for yourself. This year, I'm going to be going to, well, actually, the past couple of years, I go to my friend Shaloy's grandma's house because, I mean, who don't want to go to a grandma's house because they're about to cook real good. And they're obviously, well, not obviously, but they're black. And that's the kind of food I need. You know, like black people's Thanksgiving food is something different. Like soul food just hits from the mac and cheese, the soup and the pie, the stuffing, the, the collard greens, all of that is just Beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken, chicken, you name it. You know, like that's really what it is in a black household. So, you know, I'm about to be at a grandma's house. So that's what I'll be doing. And they're always like super sweet and have me and Alex come over just because Alex and I both don't live like with our parents or in our hometowns. So, you know, we spend Thanksgiving with our friends or do Friendsgiving and things like that. It's so funny too because my mom and my mom and I used to always talk about how low key Thanksgiving and Christmas are kind of boring after you get over the festivities. Like after you eat, you're kind of just sitting there and just eating throughout the day, the whole entire day. Or like people are watching football. And if your family's there, then of course you can be playing games or like catching up and stuff. But it wasn't like a lot of people at our house. So it's kind of giving boring. Like you're just sitting there, you're just there. And then Christmas too, like everything is closed on Christmas. So then. Once you finish opening your presents, there's nothing to do besides to go to the movies. So we used to always joke about how low-key these holidays are kind of boring after a while. But it's still magical. I still love it. And we still love Christmas and Thanksgiving. But that brings me to my next point of like, when do we become the adults that cook and host Thanksgiving? Thinking back on it, it's like I remember, you know, I remember my parents cooking and hosting. And I'm just thinking... When am I about to have, I have like two pans, two pots. I don't have enough materials to even make a full Thanksgiving dinner, let alone know how to. And that's what YouTube and Google and TikTok and Instagram are for, to learn. But 
it's like, when do I become that person that I'm hosting Thanksgiving? I guess it changes when you have your own family. Like one day if I have kids, then I'm going to try to make that magical for them. But I guess since it's just me and Alex, like we're not about to just make up a whole feast when we could just go somewhere or do a Friendsgiving and make it a potluck. And then also it's probably because most of the people in our lives right now live or have the same living situation, either living in apartments or townhomes that aren't like super big to host. So I think I guess once we elevate in life in the meaning of getting a bigger home and maybe having a family, then you kind of become that you become that parent that tries to make it a special holiday. But as of right now, I don't know when I'm supposed to become that adult because it's looking very childish. Like I'm over here going to my friend's grandma's house thinking I'm not even supposed to bring something because I'm a kid when I'm not a kid and when I should probably be bringing a dish. But in my head, I'm like, we're children. Like I'm not at that phase yet where I should be bringing a dish. (laughs) So I asked you guys a couple questions because I wanted to know what Thanksgiving was like for y'all. And that's the purpose of this episode. It's giving thanks. So all about Thanksgiving. So my first question was, what Thanksgiving traditions do you have? Always starting with myself. <laughs> I, like I said, the soup potato pie, I feel like that's just something that I will always hold dear to my heart. And that's why I still eat soup potato pie to this day. And because I don't be having my dad's like that, I go to I go to the store and get Patty LaBelle's and I eat a slice a day, either for breakfast or for dinner. It's giving moderation, you know? Um, so that's the tradition that I feel like I will always remember and continue because those pies eat. Okay. The first one from y'all, your, your submissions, eating our meal at the most random time, AKA 2 PM. You know, everyone starts Thanksgiving at a different time. I feel like for black people, it's always like, oh, we're going to start at this time, but really you don't start eating to five or six, an actual proper dinner time. And I'm, it makes me wonder, maybe because everyone's getting together as one big family, so why not start eating earlier in the day? But low-key Thanksgiving dinner, shouldn't it start at dinner time? Like, why are we eating at two? Unless you just want to chill the whole day and like watch football and sit on the couch and then keep eating. But it doesn't have to start. Oh, here goes this dog. Okay, sorry. It doesn't have to start at it doesn't have to start at two o'clock or one o'clock. You could really eat at six PM. But I get the idea because you get more time to eat. Because there's so much food. Why you know it's gonna go to waste if you don't eat it throughout the whole day. Yeah, I'm supposed to be at Shaloy's grandma's house at two. That's when they start, but I'm over here recording my podcast, so I'm about to be late per usual. Eat the next one, eating at 3 p.m. and just eating the rest throughout the day. Yes, like I just said, but I mean that makes so much sense because you have so much food, so you might as well just eat it throughout the whole entire day. And the leftovers. We all know the leftovers are the best. Like it honestly tastes better than the day you ate it. And the leftovers be lasting a couple, like I was eating, I would eat leftovers for like a week straight. Like all those greens, eating them greens, pies, eating them pies, mac and cheese, eating that mac and cheese. Mac and cheese never lasted, honestly, because my mom makes really good mac and cheese. That was always gone the same day of Thanksgiving, but other things taste so good. And then, oh, mm, low vibration plates all day. Did you guys know I'm talking about like on Twitter, the lady was talking about low vibration plates, basically eating like really, basically eating really bad and having a bunch of food in your plate touching and stuff. My plate is always going to give low vibrations. Like I want a full meal. Okay. Last one. 
drawing names for the Secret Santa with my siblings and cousins. Oh, that, that's really cute. I think that's perfect too because your family's all together, so you might as well start getting ready for the next holiday, which is Christmas. Yay, I love that. The next question I asked you guys was, what food could you not do Thanksgiving without? Mm, honestly, all the foods. I'm going to have to say the sweet potato pie. That, to me, is just a staple. Like, I, if, if you don't learn anything from me, learn that you need to go try a sweet potato pie one day, please. Go get one because they're in season. Well, actually, Pie LaBelle's pies are always in season. You can get that throughout the year. So go grab one right now because it's so good. But yeah, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick beside her. Sweet potato pie. So y'all said I got a bunch of submissions for mashed potatoes and gravy. Hits, 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 hits. I feel like that's a staple. I feel like I have to have that or I really want that for Thanksgiving because it's comfort food. All the warm and like gooey and carby foods is a must. Mac and cheese is probably the pop, most popular answer because I agree as well. Mac and cheese. And mac and cheese, let me tell you about mac and cheese, especially in black Thanksgivings in black households. Whoever is making the mac and cheese, you have to know how to make the mac and cheese. Point blank, period. If you are not familiar with what I'm talking about, go on TikTok and type in Southern mac and cheese or black people mac and cheese because you're going to see us a little bit different than that craft. Okay, and it hits. So mac and cheese is really important. You can't be letting anybody make it because everyone's going to be looking at you crazy if, the, if it doesn't taste good. But mac and cheese was the most popular submission just because it's the best. And mac and cheese goes up all year round. Like, I love mac and cheese. I got collard greens. Love collard greens, especially if they're seasoned right. My mom used to put, like, turkey in it because... Um, I feel like put, people put, I don't know what kind of meat people put in it, but I think my mom used to put turkey because I grew up not eating red meat, but collard greens and the seed, it's just so juicy and the juices and it, mm, like, I'm not a big vegetable, vegetable eater, you know, like I can work on that, but collard greens don't be tasting like vegetables. They taste like scrumptious. That's all I got to say. So collard greens and yams, those, I agree with those submissions, cornbread, cat. Cornbread casserole was another one. I don't know if I've had that before, but I do love cornbread, so I know that's probably super good. Stuffing, I love stuffing. I feel like I didn't like stuffing. I feel like I didn't like stuffing at first because I thought it looked weird. Like, doesn't it look like a bunch of food together? And I just thought it, I was like, mm, I don't really like that. But then as I got older, I realized that stuffing actually hits. It's pretty bomb. And that's one of the first things that I go to when I see it now. I'm like, yeah, let me get some of that stuff in. It just tastes really good. So I agree with that. Um, the last one, mac and cheese. My partner's family doesn't consider it a staple dish. Sus. <laughs> Very sus. Mac and cheese is a staple with, I, I thought, with everyone. But let me know if you didn't eat mac and cheese with your Thanksgiving meal. Because maybe that's just like a cultural difference. You know, like everyone has their own dishes for Thanksgiving. Um, but for me... And a lot of people out there, mac and cheese is the, like, if I had to choose three, me, three things for, ooh, that's actually a hard one. Okay, let's, let's try. Let me try. Let me try. So you, it's Thanksgiving dinner. I got to pick three things. I'll say three sides. Let's not do the, let's not do the meat. Three sides. I'm picking mac and cheese, 100%. Either yams. Oh, no, no, no. I'm picking mac and cheese, collard greens. And probably mashed potatoes or stuffing. One of those. Okay, this dog is really barking. You're probably going to hear a dog, but... 
Okay. Y'all already know how I feel about this dog sometimes. My next question was, what are you dreading the most about Thanksgiving? Okay, this and my next question is really the bulk of what makes Thanksgiving so for people. And that's like, these are like the running jokes about on TikTok and Instagram, what makes Thanksgiving so irritating for a lot of people is because obviously you're getting your whole family together and people just got a lot to say. People got a lot of questions, rightfully so. Like you don't see your family all the time. You might not talk to them all the time. This might be the only time of the year where you even are all together. So like your distant family, your aunts, your uncles, your grandparents, your second cousins, whatever, might have a lot of questions about who, what you're doing, your lifestyle, who you're dating, etc. So, you know, these questions and these things are bound to happen. Controversial topics. No one's agreeing with Paul and People don't agree politically. You know, there's just so many things to talk about. So this is probably the most frustrating part for a lot of people during Thanksgiving. I feel like I didn't have to deal with this really at all. Um, just because the last time we hosted a big Thanksgiving or had a Thanksgiving all together was before I lived in California. So that was a long time ago. So I haven't been like a full adult around like my whole entire family Also, my family, like not my immediate family, like my parents and stuff, but like our whole entire family is, you know, be kind of messy. Like we don't, they don't really talk like that. So we, I doubt we'd ever like get all together, but I haven't had to do that as an adult. So I don't know what that feels like, like with like the questions and the, the topics and all of that. I personally didn't have any experience with that, but I know how annoying it is because It just sounds annoying when y'all be talking about it and when I see it on the internet. So like I said, my next question was, what are you dreading the most about Thanksgiving? The first one, my social battery running on E. That would be me 100% just because I am such an extrovert. I love talking. Like I talk, I mean, clearly look at me, this podcast. I talk so freaking much and I love to like entertain and be around people. But my social battery does run on E. Like, I love to be by myself, too. I feel like a lot of Aquariuses are like that. But I'm I'm definitely an extrovert. But I do love to be be by myself. And I always have to tell, or I tell Alex, I'm like, okay, my social battery is on E. Or he can recognize it. And it's like, okay, like, let's wrap it up, you know. Just because I... I think I have this personality for some reason. Like I always feel like I'm entertaining or have to entertain because I like to make people happy. I love laughing. That's just my personality. But sometimes I feel like, okay, I'm exhausted. It's exhausting being me. <laughs> no, but really like it's, it's tiring. So I agree with that. My social battery do be running on E. So if you're not a social person, this day is probably awful for you. Like if you have anxiety or you social have social anxiety, I'm sure this day is miserable because you're just around so many people at one time and, and the people that you don't even see all the time. So you're not even fully comfortable. Yeah, it's a lot. Okay, next one. I'm dreading the fruit salad. <laughs> Dang. I don't, I've never had no fruit salad for Thanksgiving. I don't, like, I don't, I'm stri- I'm going straight to the good stuff. Mashed potatoes, mac and cheese, sweet potato pie, meat. Like, n- fruit salad, nah, I don't do that. I don't even think we did appetizer. Like, that sounds like an appetizer. I don't got time for appetizers. Let's just go to the real thing right now. Okay, next one. Working ACF again. <laughs> uh, so ACF stands for a Christmas fantasy for those of you that don't work at Disney. And Disneyland is 365, baby. Like Disneyland does ne- never closes except for a pandemic, obviously. But Disneyland does not close. It runs the whole entire year, even on the holidays. So a lot of years I have worked on Christmas myself or worked on Thanksgiving. That's just like a normal thing for cast members. I am off on 
all the major holidays this year. So that is really nice. So I got lucky with that. But yes, <laughs> this person has to work today. But hey, at least you make a little bit more money, you know, which we all could use a little bit more money, especially with these Black Friday deals and Christmas coming up. All right, the next one. I am dreading the messy folks and the few rude comments. Yes, yes, yes. Because that'll do it. That will do it. For some reason, people have this idea that they can say rude things or rude comments or as if you're not an adult, you know? I feel like people, and I guess it just depends on the dynamic. I feel like when people, especially, I feel like the people that are judgy are usually the older people. So like grandparents, aunts and uncle, uncles, but that's also because you're always going to seem like a kid in their eyes. So therefore they feel like they can just say anything. And then older people just feel like they can say anything anyway. Like it's just not, it's just a different generation, which, you know, you don't have to stand for that. If someone's being rude or saying, or being if someone's being rude or being messy, you do not have to just nod. We're all grown now. You can stick up for yourself and be like, not today. Nope. All right. My next question for you guys was, what question do you hate being asked? So I got mostly, when are you getting married? That was like the number one thing you guys submitted. And someone was like, I'm sure you can relate to this, but when are you getting married? Um, yes. So, you know, I actually don't hate being asked that question. I made a TikTok about that um, because it's just true. Like anytime I go to any social event, really, or anytime somebody else around me gets engaged, someone's like, when are you getting in- get, get engaged? And I'm like, let's just bask the moment of this person getting engaged. We don't got to talk about me yet. But yeah, I get that question all the time. I don't hate it. I, I think it's I think it's cute that everybody wants me and Alex to be married and engaged and, you know, going into that chapter one day, one day. But yes, I'm sure that's probably so annoying, especially from family that you don't really talk to and they're just being nosy. But that was the number one submission is when are you getting married? (laughs) Okay, the next one, how school, hashtag teacher life, that question never stops for me. It's funny because people do not like that question, like how school, which I'm like, okay, well, what are people, okay, I don't feel like people just like to be asked any questions about their life, honestly, at Thanksgiving, because people, some people's submissions were just like generic questions that anybody probably would ask, but it just comes across annoying. And I think the reason being is because a lot of times these questions don't, these questions aren't being asked in a way to just get to know you or like get an update on your life. It's always asked in a way that's judgy. You know, like it's either judgy or they want to give you a solution when you don't need a solution or they want to tell you something, but you don't need anything to be told. You know, it's like if you're genuinely just wanting to know, oh, are you, you know, when are you you guys going to, you guys talk about getting married or, you know, maybe, maybe you can ask questions, how school, you know, those kind of questions. But I think a lot of times it's the tone and you guys are just nosy and like judgy. And that's why people don't like to be asked questions at Thanksgiving dinner. (laughs) Next one. I hate being asked, still gay? What? (laughs) I mean, yes, that that can change. But that is so ignorant to ask somebody. Yes, I'm still gay. Like, why would you? What? Where are you at? Are you still straight? Probably. (laughs) Like, what? That's such a stupid question to ask somebody. And it's because I'm sure I'm sure it's coming from someone older than you. And it's stemming from the fact that thinking that being gay is a choice and that you're going to randomly wake up one day and be converted back to straight (laughs) because everyone thinks being straight is a default. 
default <laughs> because everyone thinks being straight is like the OG setting when really, you know, people just be gay their whole life, you know? So yeah, I'm pretty sure you're still gay. <laughs> Don't ask that question. That Ew, that's so crusty. Yeah, that's a no. Next one. Are you pregnant yet? Okay, first of all, asking about pregnancy, I feel like is weird because one, you shouldn't just be asking someone that because first of all, if you say you were pregnant, you have, you tell your family and friends at your own time. A lot of people wait for like three months or four months because they just want to make sure everything's smooth and safe before they talk about it. So to ask somebody, are you pregnant yet is hella intrusive because if you haven't said anything about being pregnant, then you shouldn't be asking. Um, and that question stemming from, they probably just want you to have kids. Um, even if you, shoot, even if it was like you were asking because you feel like you saw a tummy on somebody, do not ask that question unless they tell you because I would be damned if I'm, you know, gained a few pounds and you're talking about, are you pregnant? No, what? My stomach is just sitting there, okay? Leave me alone. But yeah, don't ask that question either. Somebody would tell you if they're pregnant. You don't need to ask. Next one, which is a, like the second most popular one. Do you want to have kids? And the one after this was, when are you going to expand your family? And you would think these are innocent questions that are just conversation starters, especially with your family or close friends or whatever. But I, like I said, I think the reason why people get annoyed is because it's asked a certain way that's judgy. It's like, oh, you've been with so-and-so for a long time. When are you guys going to get married? When are you going to have a kid? It's like the questions never stop. And it's like, okay, well, we're just in this chapter right now and that's fine. Or we don't want kids right now. Or just stop asking me. I think that's why, because everyone comes from, not everyone, but a lot of people come from a judgy point of view and people can read that, which is why it's annoying. The next one, I hate being asked any surface level, any surface level question. Give me something juicy. So this is the opposite of what other people are saying, because I feel like the, the pregnant, the married, all that are the kind of the juicier ones, but you know, service level questions are like, oh, how's your dog? How's school? How's, yeah, that can be boring too. Like, let's, let's talk about some real stuff, you know, but then it also can be scary because if you get too real at the dinner table, you'll start seeing everyone's different views pop out. And we got a lot of different views these days and you don't want to, I mean, Hey, I say argue, argue at the kitchen table. Why not have a ball, ball out, be crazy, be wild, argue, kick somebody out, have fun, you know? I don't know. That's just me. <laughs> I feel like people need to be told and put in their place. Like, I kind of was going to talk about this later, but it kind of fits now. It's like everyone gets together for Thanksgiving and people have completely different beliefs. And these beliefs can be racist or homophobic. Your family member could have done something bad to somebody else. And then everyone just sits around like it's okay because there's food involved. It's really not okay. And if you don't want to be around people or your, be around your family. You don't have to be and you don't have to shut your mouth if something is brought up that you don't agree with or something happens. Like just because it's Thanksgiving and it's your family does not mean that you have to just shut up and be quiet about things that you're passionate about or things that your family is doing that is just simply wrong. All right, the next one. I hate being asked, are you a boy or a girl? It's so annoying, I swear. Okay, this is a question that of course only an older person would ask because they just don't get it. Or I don't think they don't get it. They just don't want to get it. And a lot of times it just comes with ign being ignorant. But I would assume that that question's coming from you are a boy or a girl and you're dressing in a way that looks like the opposite sex. 
which first of all, I feel like a proper way if you're genuinely wanting to know is to ask what someone's pronouns are. So that way you know how to address somebody. Um, but I think, like I said, going back to tone and how people ask is usually like, are you a boy or a girl? It's like, that is just not the way to ask it if you're genuinely, genuinely trying to figure out how to address somebody. But also just because somebody is dressed a certain way doesn't mean they're not their gender. Newsflash. Like, if you're a boy and you put on makeup, that doesn't make you a girl. It just means that you have makeup on. And if you're a girl and you, you know, are in sweats or basketball shorts or snapback, whatever, that doesn't make you a boy. You just, you know, you can be a tomboy or you just don't wear dresses and makeup. Like, that doesn't make you the opposite sex just because you dress like it. So that's an ignorant question. And like I said, if you genuinely are curious or, like, trying to address someone correctly, then I would say I would I would think the proper way to go about it is to is to ask what someone's pronouns are. All right, last one. When are you going to move back home? If I ever want to, I will, okay? <laughs> I just feel like people don't know what to say at, at Thanksgiving dinner. And I feel like that has to do with the fact that people have not seen each other probably in years or at least in a full year since the last family dinner. And people don't know how to go about talking to people, asking questions. Everyone gets irritated at every question being asked because some of these questions might feel like they're innocent getting to know someone questions, but then everyone is annoyed. So it's like, where do you even find the balance? I just think it's a hard thing to navigate just because your family doesn't mean that you're super close. Family doesn't mean that you even like each other. And I think that's what most of y'all are dealing with. Y'all don't like your family. So when they ask anything, you're annoyed. That's really the issue here because I bet you if you were having a Friendsgiving and your friends were asking you this question or joking around with these different topics, you would not be as irritated because you probably like your friends more. <laughs> the next question or prompt I asked you guys was, I want to hear the tea. What is the family tea? So I'm going to read two for you. So the first one was, I hate my grandma and I'm about to see her witch ass tomorrow. <laughs> When I read this, I literally laughed out loud where I had to tell my friends around me, like, look what this person just submitted. It's just because it is so out of pocket. <laughs> I hate my grandma and I'm about to see her witch ass tomorrow. But it's also so truthful for so many people. There are so many old people out there that just are not with the times, don't get it, think they can be rude for no reason, and you don't even realize that your 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 kids or your grandkids or whoever don't even like you because you're just so rude and unpleasing and unpleasant. So this one really cracked me up. <laughs> I'm like, sis, what does your grandma do? Like, I got to know, now I got to know the stories. Like, why do you hate your grandma, your little old grandma so much? But that's where they fool you because they're they're little and old, so you think they're going to be innocent, but they might not be. Who knows? But old people, sometimes they just be rude or racist or homophobic and people let them get away with it because they're old. But no, not anymore. Not these days. <laughs> Alrighty, the next one. My brother got some girl pregnant that he claims he loves and only knew her for two months. Oh, ciao. Okay. You know, that mm, that will do it. Because the thing with that is, like, obviously, it's a timeline. Like, that feels very, very quick. And anyone is going to kind of judge that situation because it's like, really, after only a short amount of time, this is what happens? 
You know, so that can be really tricky, especially when you're at a family gathering because everyone's going to be your aunts, your uncles, your grandparents, and they're obviously most likely going to have a more traditional viewpoint of it, of being married first before you have children. So I feel like that is definitely going to be some drama, and I wish y'all the best of luck during that time because he could swear up and down how much he loves her, but they're still going to judge because it's just so quick, and no one's really going to fully believe it. But hopefully they work out and hopefully it's a beautiful, healthy baby and they are both great parents and they stay together forever. (laughs) Okay, last one. Last Thanksgiving, my dad's side surprised me with an older sister I never knew existed. So that is a lot to unpack. Your dad's side chick surprised. So that's your sister. Like he had a secret life. Or, like, what's the timeline? Well, I clearly side, like, oh, that's awful. Like, awful, awful, awful. Especially, and I feel like people don't realize how awful that is, like, as you're in a, like, as an adult. I feel like when people think of divorce or parents separating, it's always, like, when someone's little and, you know. But when you're older, that's also still really hard. And especially finding out, like, you know, your dad's side piece has a kid that's older. Like, that, the timeline of that and finding that out on a holiday That is just something that you can't shake off. Um, That would suck. So I am really sorry about that. But that is some tea right there. I kind of want to know more about that. Okay. (laughs) All right. So that was your submissions for this Thanksgiving special. Um, So I wrote down some things that I thought people should not say at Thanksgiving. I don't care how old you are. Anybody can get the hands. And you just can't be out of line just because you are family. And one of the things is saying things about people's weight. So, like, ooh, you getting thick or, girl, you need to eat something. You're so skinny. Like, mentioning people's weight, I think, is weird. Unless someone has told you they want to lose weight or gain weight, I don't really think it should be brought up, especially from family, because I feel like it's always more judgy from family, where, like, if your friends are like, hey, damn, look at that ass, like, period is going to come across more like hyping you up or something but i feel like family comes from oh you're getting thick like oh you're getting big like you oh you you gain weight like it it just it once again it's just tone i feel like there's just a huge difference as to how family goes about it opposed to like friends honestly which is why people will be so annoyed about thanksgiving but yeah just mentioning i think it's best just to not mention people's weight unless like i said they mention it to you and then they're looking for that compliment or looking for whatever then okay go ahead but overall it's better to just stay away from talking about weight whether it's getting thick or being skinny whatever it is stay away from it number two job slash hobbies stop asking people in a negative way like oh you still have blah 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 are you still doing your little blah, 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 or trying to um, undervalue someone's occupation? And I feel like I saw a lot of tweets or like, I saw a lot of things about this on social media regarding people that are in the entertainment industry or do social media. Like imagine being a full-time YouTuber and then going to your family dinner. Like they just don't understand what that even means or what that even looks like. So therefore they're coming from a judgy point of view. So that probably is so exhausting having to feel like you have to explain yourself to your family about what you do. Or if you are working somewhere that's more temporary and you feel like you don't have your career, you know, your career set in stone yet and they're asking you all these questions about jobs. And, you know, it's just, it always feels like a test. You know, I feel like when you're younger at a Thanksgiving dinner, 
people are asking you questions to test you or to challenge you. Where when you're older, you don't get those questions. Like someone could be asking you about your job. Say you're like 50 something, 60, someone's asking you about your job. It's going to come from a place of like, oh, like, I really want to know how's your job. You know, how's your job? But that same 56 year old asking a 20 something year old about their job is coming from, oh, you still have that one little job or, oh, you still doing that thing or oh, when are you going to get a real job? You know, it's it's demeaning opposed to just wondering about what you're doing in your life, you know. Um, so don't ask about jobs or hobbies unless you're unless you're planning to just support it, unless you're planning to ask questions because you're genuinely curious, not because you want to shoot it down. Number three, unsolicited relationship questions slash advice. Once again, I don't mind the questions of when are you going to get married? Where's the ring? Like, I think that's all fun and cute. But for some, pre- for some people, it's not. If you're genuinely asking, like I said, that's fine. But when you're asking in a way because you're ready to judge, like, mm, y'all been together for this long and you still don't got no ring? Or, mm, y'all lived together before you got married? Mm. You know, when it's like that, leave it at home. Leave it at home. Because nobody cares. Leave us alone. And nobody wants your advice. <laughs> But to fix all of this, if you look at the hashtag, hashtag Thanksgiving clapbacks, you are going to see so many funny memes about what to say when people, when people, you know, ask you these questions that are annoying. Like it would, it would be stuff like, oh, you still at that little job? And it's like, oh, you still with your little husband that cheat on you? Like (laughs) that'd be the clapback. And there's just so many of those. So look up the hashtag if you need some inspo for next year. Or whenever your next family or group dinner is, so you can have some, so you can have some clapbacks, because you can't be letting the people get away with treating you like shit. You know, like it's okay to stand up for yourself. Alrighty, y'all, that was today's it's giving thanks episode. And before we sign off, Imani's final thoughts, baby. So for Imani's final thoughts, be thankful every day, not just today. Get dressed and show who the Beyonce is in your family. I don't care if you're going downstairs. Put on a cute outfit, beat your face, do your hair, and show them who's the star of the family. Don't let your family talk crazy to you. You can't eat everyone's mac and cheese. And you don't actually need to buy that because it's on sale and it's Black Friday. You're not saving money by by spending money. So keep that in mind too. Anyways, I hope you guys have a fabulous rest of your week and Thanksgiving week. Take care of yourself. Rest. Honestly, rest. I feel like When people have multiple days off, they start feeling like, oh, I'm not doing enough. No, sit down, watch Netflix, eat your leftovers, watch football, be with your family, cuddle up next to the fireplace, whatever it is, get cozy. Happy Thanksgiving. Be grateful today, tomorrow, and every day. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And I will see y'all next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. You can watch the full episode on YouTube and make sure to send in your stories and questions at dearymoney.com. Reminder, I am not responsible for the outcome of any advice you take from me. Unless it's good, then I get all the credit. See you next week. Mwah!